From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Heather Knight, welcome to the Total SF Podcast. That sounds good. I like it. I like the way it sounds. Um, We are the Total SF Podcast now. And early on in our discussions, when it seemed like Total SF was going to crystallize as a podcast change from the big event, I was thinking of the Rollover Easy guys as guests. Yeah, they're so great. Classic Total SF characters in San Francisco. Yeah, Chris Bunting and Luke Spray, and they've been on Rollover Easy. It's a BFF.FM online radio station. It's a podcast slash radio show slash just a good hang. Yeah, it makes you feel good. They always give donuts and coffee to their guests, which we've been a couple of times. And the whole thing is kind of what we're doing with Total SF, which is, yeah, we have problems in the city, but let's celebrate it and talk about the good stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, let's remember not just what's wrong with the city, but kind of why it's worth fighting for. And that's totally been their approach. They have a real positive attitude, positive guests, especially Chris. Oh, my gosh. You'll hear at the end that I dubbed him the nicest guy in San Francisco, and I really think he is. He doesn't waver. He's just 100% nice. I don't know what that's like. Yeah, so on BFF.FM, their show is 7.30 on Thursday mornings. Uh, Wake up with Rollover Easy. Yeah, and lightning round at the end, and there's a little twist on the lightning (laughs) round that uh, I kind of pissed Heather off, but (laughs) I regret nothing. Uh, I'm Peter Hartlock. I'm Heather Knight. And this is Total SF. Chris Bunting and Luke Spray, welcome to the San Francisco Chronicle. Um, your first time here, you were just telling me. Yes. So excited. Stoked. Yeah. <laughs> and Heather Knight, welcome back. Hey, I've been here before. You've been here before. You've been on this podcast, I think, 472 <laughs> times. 473. Yeah. So first impressions of the Chronicle first. We're going to talk about Rollover Easy. We're going to talk about San Francisco. I got to give you guys a little bit of a tour, and um, you seemed you seemed into it. Very much so. Oh, yeah. for sure. Walking straight into the nucleus of where the paper of record conducts such great work was just a joy. It was an honor. It felt You're like a felt... favorite podcast guest already. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I felt the weight of history walking through the archives. It was a wonderful emotion. Yeah. We did not pay him to say that. The archives give that same feeling of walking into like City Lights or a great bookstore that's filled with history, but it's all San Francisco centric, which is mm-hmm. just a delight. Um, very cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Rollover Easy. I listen to your show on BFF.FM. Um, I've been on your show a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I got to admit, I wasn't there from the beginning. So I'm just kind of imagining the two of you, like maybe getting together in a middle school AV class. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you apart. Maybe earlier than that. Sure, sure. I, mean, I remember uh, hearing about Chris Bunting before I ever met him. Like I remember traveling and coming back from something. This is like maybe summer of 2010. Mm-hmm. And people being like, oh, you need to meet Chris Bunting. You guys would get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We met, uh, I would state it, uh, we met very early on a Sunday morning at Mezzanine. <laughs> and uh, that was back in 2010, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Through yeah. mutual friends or? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, through shared interests and all that. So What shared interests? It was a church of all things. I was oh, meeting at Mezzanine. Yeah. Got yeah. it. And then uh, we've just been friends ever since. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, that was about 10 years ago, would you say? Mm-hmm. Nine years ago? Yeah. 11 years like ago? Something. 
mm-hmm. and you, you clicked right away. Oh, yeah. Love at first sight. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. He put, he, well, you know, he started texting me all the heart emojis he, before, it was, before it was cool. And ever since then, we've been buddies. No, it's, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. Did yeah. you guys, did you just start doing a radio show? Like, did you click and, and yeah, was yeah. there a chemistry there pretty early on? Totally. Definitely chemistry early on. I think it's interesting. Luke was the connecting factor between myself and Cosmic Amanda of BFF.FM fame. Okay. Uh, the uh, current station, uh, the woman that started the whole station. Yeah. I was actually bartending at the time and I knew Amanda was starting this radio station and Chris was sitting at the other end of the bar who studied radio in college, and I said, oh, got to make this connection, and kind of the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, very quickly thereafter, I was like, hi, my name's Chris, I'm <laughs> definitely doing radio with you. And when he <laughs> says very quickly thereafter, it was like 35 seconds. Oh, yeah, very quickly thereafter, yeah. yeah. When did you start the show? Uh, six years ago, as of just a few days ago, yeah. actually. We just celebrated our sixth anniversary of doing radio on BFF. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And I was telling Chris yesterday, actually, that like when we started, I had no idea of what this was going to become. I did mm-hmm. not like understand what a co-host was or radio. Like All of the goodness that happens that is like of a radio program is from Chris. So. That's very kind. And Luke, you're very much on, you know, we, we compliment each other with our strengths mm-hmm. in that way because you bring in these fantastic guests and you uh, invoke such creative and thoughtful conversation and dialogue with such interesting stakeholders across San Francisco that are doing wonderful things that that synergy of me pressing buttons and you bringing on great conversation <laughs> works really, really well. I kid you not, six years later, I still don't know how to press all the buttons. <laughs> I don't either. That's Peter's job. Yeah. So, so BFF.FM, let's explain mm-hmm. what that little miracle in San Francisco mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Um, started uh, not too long before you guys started. Correct. About yeah. six six months before Rollover Easy started and I believe it was September of 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, Small Crimes, the first yep. DJ to play music on the station and ever since then it's been a staple broadcasting 24-7 except when the internet goes down which is, <laughs> we're far beyond that at this point but uh, 24-7, 365. Wow. Uh, we have DJs almost 24 hours a day that are putting together their own unique programming so it's a lot of folks that really have their heart and soul in community radio and community development. And we're so fortunate to be a part of that, um, starting when we did and continuing on to where we are today. When you when you wanted to do a show together, how much planning went into that? I mean, were you looking at different formats? Were you thinking about different ways to do it? Or did you just sit down and start going? I feel like we kind of just sat down and started going. Right? Yeah, we did. And then we I, I remember early on, we put together a clock because that's yeah. what uh, NPR does. <laughs> so we put together a clock for our hours and we're like, oh, these are things we want to hit. Yeah. We started, we, you know, we did truly what one of the most important things you can do in starting a podcast is uh, create a Google sheet and begin to <laughs> jot down information about yes. potential guests. Oh, and that's segments. where we're going wrong, Peter. Yeah, that's, that's, we don't have a Google sheet. Oh, no, we find it wildly inefficient, but highly effective. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just have telepathy, yeah. Heather, yeah. so it works. Uh, there's so many elements of the show that I think are really unique um, from your uh, diner background. The first time mm-hmm. I went on your show, I was like, oh, it's not in a diner? Um, <laughs> you, and the you, helicopter? There's no actual helicopter. No actual helicopter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but first hour is kind of a San Francisco uh, talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, second hour, you usually have a guest. And uh, all in between, it just seems like I feel like it's a celebration of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like all the bad stuff that's going on, it seems like if I turn on Roll Over Easy, you guys are even like happier and, <laughs> and more positive. Um, was that your plan going in? Oh, definitely. We yeah. for sure want to be a force for good, highlighting the wonderful things that are happening around our communities. And radio gives us a great opportunity to bring people in, to tell their stories, to have a voice. So we immediately jumped on that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, some San Francisco specific segments that we did in the early days that we loved that showcased that were uh, we used to read misconnections <laughs> while uh, Tony Bennett <laughs> played in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or uh, yeah. And, you know, around the time that we started the show, like San Francisco is in a like a crisis of identity. Right. Mm-hmm. This was like right around the time that Rebecca Solnit had her like fantastic piece on the buses. And we were all like wondering what is San Francisco becoming? And all this doom and gloom is mm-hmm. important to talk about. But there was all this great stuff that was still happening. And I think we were privy to seeing that in our community of the radio Mm -hmm. station starting and all of those great things. And we just wanted to highlight that. We leave a lot of the real journalistic responsibilities to everyone sitting upstairs. Oh, yeah. But, you know, celebrating the great things that are going on here, there's six years in, we have still barely scratched the surface. Totally agree with that. What was the very first show like? Do you remember it? Ooh, I Probably think it, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it? So we have archives all the way back until the, like the fourth show or fifth show is okay. as early as we have. You know, it was it was more music. Mm-hmm. It was like we would talk for a while, then we'd play like two or three songs. Where now we talk for a while and we play like two minutes of a song, and it yeah. just sort of gives us a break to get a glass of water and such. There was yeah. a lot of breaks in those early days as yeah. we kind of figured out what was happening. Do you remember who was your first guest? Oh yeah, Anise yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, one of our writer friends who lived uh, in North Beach says like just a lover of the city. Yeah, she sat on a park bench, I believe for 12 hours or 18 mm-hmm. hours and just recorded conversations with people that she had in Washington Square and we read that and we're just like this is a wonderful this is a wonderful piece of culture and something uniquely San Francisco the stories from a park bench overlooking a, a wonderful park in North Beach so yeah started off with her and we're probably a, yeah a couple hundred guests later I kind of knew a little bit about the show I really like got into the show because and, and I thought, like, when I first time I went on, I thought you were going to have callers because you interact with people on social media so much that mm-hmm. it feels like you have callers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this real family. But I think I saw you guys on social media. People were talking about it. And then I saw you had you had every mayoral candidate yeah. during yeah. that big race. And I listened fun. to probably three or four of them. And they were really good interviews because it really highlighted what you guys do well, which is just mm-hmm. getting people out of their element and chilling out and talking about San Francisco and relaxing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, was that something that, who, who was your first one and how did you, how did you kind of get that to happen? <laughs> I almost feel bad Please, saying go ahead. this. Yeah, 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 go for it then. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want to say that we necessarily tricked them, but we definitely emailed all of them and made it seem like the rest of them had to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> that is an so, excellent strategy. Immediately everyone's like, oh yeah, we're in, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, at that time, they're all trying to get their voice out there as much as they can, and we're like showcasing yeah. just fun, good things going yeah. on in San Francisco. Totally. So if you are trying to represent our city on a broad scale, you got to come on the show. You need the rollover easy vote. It's, it's <laughs> crucial. <laughs> How'd you come up with the name Rollover Easy? Oh, man. I mean, it's just a, a portmanteau of rolling over and then over easy. Yeah. The, the show is always kind of uh, themed to be set in a diner, and it's like kind of mm-hmm. one half morning edition, one half car talk in terms of thematic elements, and mm-hmm. that just kind of fit the bill of uh, the morning coming together. Yeah. I like yeah. it. So uh, my son walks around, and when I turn it on, you know, 7.30 on a Thursday, when your theme song comes on, he starts singing along. And then there was this <laughs> point where, like, on, like, a Tuesday, right around 7.30, he'd, like, start singing, Waking up in... When I had this crazy dream I'm waking up in your house On a San Francisco street We do that 
where did that come from? What what is the song and where did Ooh, it come from? Yeah, this, this Sun, is all you. Sunrise, San Francisco. Uh, Sunrise, the artist, San Francisco Street, the track, and that's been a staple. That's been since week one. We went through and looked for good San Francisco songs to kick things off with. We landed on that and have not looked back. Yeah, decided that was a way to go. I very clearly remember you coming in and being like, "I found this great song," and then we played that. And I was like, "Oh yeah, we're never playing anything different to start the show." <laughs> so, what do you do when you're not uh, starring on the radio? Mm, so I work in the parks on the nonprofit side for the Parks Alliance. Oh. Shout out to all the fine folks over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, different side of the of the coin, perhaps a software engineering manager. Uh-huh. So, yeah. How long have you been in San Francisco? Uh, it was a decade for me. Yeah, yeah ten I'm, years. I'm just at about eleven years now. Yeah. So Bay Area, or did you did you move from somewhere else? Uh, well, I grew up in Santa Rosa. Okay, so I've always, been, I've always been Bay Area. Yeah, it's definitely. not like that, like Santa Cruz is on the line. Mm-hmm. People argue whether... You know, sure. Santa, Santa, Rosa Santa Rosa is, is definitely there. Bay Area. Yeah, I got, yeah. My, uh, I got my news uh, from uh, KGO 810 back in the day and uh, KQED. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually grew up in Southern California, but I've since repented from my sins and I am uh, <laughs> uh, committed to SF for the long term. And the Giants, I hope. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's, it's good banter with my parents going back and forth because... We've had three wonderful world championships, and <laughs> they have had sorrow after sorrow. Yes, <laughs> indeed. What do you, what do you uh, what is it about San Francisco that makes you want to celebrate it? I mean, what, what what made you feel like your approach and this radio show was what San Francisco needed? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, there are so many reasons why I think what we're doing feeds into the culture of San Francisco. This is a world class city. For hundreds, uh, perhaps even thousands of years, people have continued to move west, and I think that there's a real reason why that is. I think these golden shores uh, are indicative of promise and hope and, uh, in a lot of ways, joy. So trying to celebrate those things and move in the direction that allows us to bring people on to showcase that is truly just continuing a tradition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, San Francisco is a place that's been constantly reinventing itself since 1849, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a place where you're encouraged to come and try new things and be a little weird because this is the end of the Western world, right? And so people come here and they get to do whatever the heck is they want to do. And it's kind of just been a treat to be able to celebrate that for the last six years on a week-by-week basis. Mm Do you ever have mornings? You guys are so positive. Do you ever have a morning where you just get in and you're just like pissed off? <laughs> like, God, we got to do rollover easy with all these happy people and see, no. see what kind of coffee they're drinking. It's a joyful responsibility. Yeah. yeah? yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm too yeah. cynical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But, but I mean, for two hours a week, right, we can focus on yeah. the great things. Like, we are super conscious of all the changes, good and bad, that have happened here over the last decade that we've been mm-hmm. around. But for two hours a week, we get to shine a spotlight on the people and the places and the things that, like, really make this place shine. And, like, how could that not be the best reason to get up on a Thursday morning? Is it getting harder to celebrate San Francisco since when you started, considering a lot, in a lot of ways the problems here have gotten worse in terms of cost of living and housing and homelessness and certainly with those problems that we've had wonderful guests that have uh you know tried to fix those things and tried to work on them and tried to be a force for good so trying to highlight those if anything it's i don't want to say it's increased the number of people that are doing good because of the number of things that are going wrong but there are even more people out there that are really trying to make their mark in a positive way so showcasing those things has been again sort of the guiding light and principle as opposed to looking at the things you can go anywhere for (laughs) for news about things that aren't going great in san francisco uh we just are going on the opposite side of that. Yeah. And in the same way that we're like, in some ways, the leading edge of the prog- problems in terms of housing or homelessness, we have to be on the leading edge of the solutions as well. And so mm-hmm. you see people doing 
really cool, innovative things because the state of affairs has forced them to do that. And it's great to be able to like see those people stepping out um, and be able to rally around them. What, what's like your perfect guest? And, and not <laughs> like not like who was your perfect guest, but yeah. is there a the type qualities. of... Yeah, type of, what, what qualities oh. make a good rollover easy <laughs> guest? It starts when somebody walks in. It's the enthusiasm of being in the space. Yeah. The Secret Alley is a wonderful broadcasting area. Uh, you know, we have a studio set up there, and it's if you've not been before, it's a, it's a little bit of a... It's not... It's not very sterile. It's quite artistic in its mm-hmm. nature. So bringing people in immediately when their eyes light up, that's fantastic. Enthusiasm, joy, wanting to celebrate a message, mm-hmm. getting stoked when the helicopter takes off and they get to uh, <laughs> share the weather with everyone. Yeah. I think um, the people that come in and, and treat it with a sense of intimacy, like mm-hmm. one, I don't know if it's still in our intro email, but we used to talk about like treat this as if we're like sitting together at a bar and you feel mm-hmm. really comfortable with this person you've met and you're two drinks in sharing a story. We want that to be the type of environment we foster. And so when people like naturally get that, it's just a delight. Generally, when I bring people in the Chronicle and where I record here, I'm just like, oh, this place is so awesome. They're going to be impressed. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have as much like cool stuff lying around as you guys do. Um, yeah, Secret Alley's been a fantastic home for us for the past six years. It's uh, like one art gallery after another as you're walking in, and then your studio is just fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that been your home the whole time? Yeah, since day one, that's been the home of the BFF Studios. We were actually the first morning show. We had to like very much yeah. petition to get <laughs> let in early. There were shows we didn't do because we couldn't find the key. Like the key had just disappeared. <laughs> right, that's right. The early days of the studio when we used to have to get in in the morning, if the key didn't work in the lock, mm-hmm. it was like we just well. didn't do a show that week. <laughs> but I mean, like San Francisco's art spaces are another like subject of like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the alley has not only remained, but like grown and seems to be more robust than ever is just like such a cool testament to what's going on in that community where have you guys lived in san francisco do you Uh, commute from far i do not commute from far for the show i'm like a 10 minute bike ride nice currently living on kind of the mission noe border i lived in the mission for four years before my current home in noe and i lived in the tenderloin before that Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Noe for uh, about seven years, I think. Mm-hmm. And then before that, the hate and beautiful Ingleside, San oh. Francisco. So off do Ocean you know Avenue. The, the sundial before? Oh, yeah, definitely. We only discovered that a few months ago. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. 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 yeah we, we did our 49 mile thing, and that was actually something I think we were a little too surprised to discover <laughs> the sundial. <laughs> I was like, you didn't know that. Like, it's Don't a great you one. Like, leave your neighborhood. Like, oh, and are you that. a Beeps fan? Uh, ooh, goodness. I have never been to Beeps before. Oh, I'm not no. going to lie. Yeah. we got to get him in. I yeah. definitely need a Beeps burger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a pretty good segue to the lightning round okay. if, if uh, you guys Should can I handle go it. do one? Mm. One at a time or back and Stretch forth? Out. I think like if we, had, over here. if we had really <laughs> thought this out, we would have put one of them in like some like vacuum oh, chamber yeah. nearby where they couldn't hear like a game oh, show. Yeah. Am I going to have to guess the uh, the craziest place <laughs> oh, we've ever I made radio? Like the, the dating game where they <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. answer questions exactly. about each other. Shoot. We'll have to have you back for a sequel. Yeah, we'll I, think, I think a straight lightning round is okay, but I think you have to take turns who answers first because okay. mm, there's sure. a clear That's advantage fair. to answering second. Except on Family Feud. <laughs> Enough about game shows. Heather, Heather, you take over. It's always better. Luke, when you take what is over. your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? Oh, absolutely. El Farolito on 24th. It just can't be beat. What's your order? Uh, carne, super, no crema. Yeah. And Chris? True, true. Uh, La Espiga de Oro down on 24th Street is a sensational burrito. I typically go al pastor. Nice. All the things, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you believe in lettuce in burritos? Hmm. 
I mean, I'm not going to throw my burrito out from it, but I'm certainly never going to search out a lettuce-filled burrito. <laughs> yeah, I'm extra iceberg, please. <laughs> no, I don't. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Not, not what I'm going after in life. Yes. And what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Oh, I'm going to go with The Game. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely The Game. That's a great movie. I yeah. rewatched that last holiday season and just found so much joy in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just, it's fun. It's San Francisco. It's Pack Heights. It's in an mm-hmm. area that I don't normally spend time in. Yeah. So seeing, uh, you know, seeing that world was enjoyable. So I think it's massively underrated. And, yeah. and watching That's it great. now, um, there are things that are added to it that you didn't get. It, it, it was filmed right kind of before tech became the dominant thing in the city Mm -hmm. so it was still that little last whisper of san francisco being like a financial exactly definitely Mm -hmm. and uh and and uh but but yet the cell phones aren't so big that they're distracting (laughs) so it's kind of right in that sweet spot it's it's very nice should we do the game for a what do you think about would that be a total sf movie night oh definitely is there a big enough following i've never seen it Okay. Really? Oh. Um, uh, I'm actually, I'm free that day. So yeah. I'm <laughs> Yes, I'll be there. Looking yeah. forward to it. The Guaranteed game, one guest. Yeah. Yeah. The game also has one of my like San Francisco spots that I haven't found yet. There's like the scene where they go to the cul-de-sac where he starts noticing the, the lamp on fire that like I know is somewhere in the city and it's got great Victorians, but I've never found that intersection and I'm very excited uh, to someday. Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Luke, what's your favorite movie filmed well, in San I, Francisco? If I can't say the game, I got to say the Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, and being up in the newsroom was uh, yeah. very great to see and make that comparison. But talk about like a period piece that just showcases the Bay Area in a really beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to be the one. But coming up quickly is um, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah. What oh, a beautifully shot so film. That was great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite scene in Zodiac? Hmm. You know, it's not even actually a scene, but the uh, time lapse of the, the Transamerica, Trans-America pyramid, pyramid going on. Mine too. I'll never forget that. And I love that it's like it's not a special effects movie, but the visual effects scenes that are in that movie absolutely complement what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. And uh, Luke, where's your favorite place to get a stiff drink? Favorite place to get a stiff drink? They're not that stiff because they don't have hard liquor. But <laughs> Royal Cuckoo Market is my oh. favorite bar in San Francisco. It's okay. just got. It, they do all the little things right. The people that run it, uh, Paul and Deb, shout out to them, are mm-hmm. fantastic folks. And it's just a little hole in the wall down on the mission. What do you order? Uh, right now, it's um, it's usually just the iciest beer they have. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris? That's a great one. I can't say Royal Cuckoo, too, but that would definitely be <laughs> You guys just want to copy each other. Yeah, answers. I'm going to say the other Royal Cuckoo. Is that okay? <laughs> Uh, I think um, overall, you know, I like bars where I can meet a lot of friends and comfortably have a conversation. So Churchill does that for me. Mm. It's at such a, the center of so many different lines of transportation. It makes getting people together easy, and getting people together is my favorite cocktail. So wow. one, one wow. friend, <laughs> yeah, garnish of a. Yeah. Are you are you running for office? That's oh, a great no. line. You're doing much better than Mark Leno did. No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Excellent. <laughs> I'm so glad we fit a Mark Leno joke. Yeah, yeah, me too. It feels great to hear. Yeah. Somehow I think he's not listening. Um, Chris, where's your favorite place to get a donut since you always have donuts for your guests? Oh, yeah. 24th Street. Um, Church Street Donuts open 24 hours a day. They come out in the morning right before the radio show. They're fresh. They're delicious. Try the chocolate French cooler. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I loved donuts until I tried their chocolate French cooler. And then I ate it and I was like, this is it. I've made it to the top of the donut pyramid. And it's Top it, a crueler from 24th Street. <laughs> Top that. 
Uh, I'm going to go Dynamo down on 24th. The back patio is fantastic. I also love businesses that allow you to order from the sidewalk, and Dynamo mm-hmm. does that. So, nice. Like the Tempest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. And what was the last book you read? Uh, Jenny O'Dell's How to Do Nothing was the most fantastic and most recent book that I completed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a barrier artist that just is writing a book that's for our time. So mm-hmm. Jenny O'Dell, shout out. Okay. That's a good and one. You, Chris. Uh, Herb Kane's 1949 classic Baghdad by the Bay. Mm. I, I enjoyed reading this book. I think you're the Chronicle's number one fan. <laughs> I'm a huge awesome. Chronicle fan. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't see it, but he's wearing a Chronicle t-shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I take off and I've got the little man underneath here, the clapping, le- jumping out of the chair. <laughs> the embroidered leather jacket's a nice touch. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, we're very professional here on the radio. Um, it's so funny reading that book in 1949 and hearing about the things that Herb Cain goes, let me tell you what, traffic in this town. You would not believe it. It's just great reading this thing. And like San Francisco, when my grandfather lived here, was like the San Francisco I live in now. And it's mm-hmm. it's just a little bit different, but in, in so many similarities as well. Yeah. This has been, by the way, anybody who picks up and listens to you for the first time on Thursday, you've been reading parts of this book and, yeah uh, get some nice music in the background and uh yeah uh, that, that's been a fun feature it's our book right? club segment it's yeah. enjoyable <laughs> yeah. and you always seem so sunny and cheerful what was the last thing that pissed you off <laughs> I was not ready for this question. That's the stump question. That is such a challenging question for me to answer the last thing that really made me upset was the last time we tried to get into the secret alley and the key didn't work on the door. <laughs> six years ago? It was about You've five. Been but for yeah, six years? 1,500 days, roughly. Oh, my God. What know, is that's, your secret? That's a tough one. I, uh, I don't get frustrated super often. Uh, okay, do you confirm. have kids? I do not. Oh, that's why. <laughs> okay, the cat threw up on the rug the other day, and I had to clean that up because I think he ate some, uh, some of the Christmas tree. <laughs> and Luke? Um, the other day I was getting off of 24th Street BART with my wife and I was commenting on how for the last six years I've wanted to get off and step directly onto the 48 and that I was thinking that today was going to be the day. And I got off and looked at my phone and it was 50 minutes Whoa. away. So that was Jeffrey the Jeffrey Tumlin, thing. are you listening? Uh, I think he is, you know. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff seems to be pretty on it. He was it, a so. very good guest. He seems very on it, yeah. Oh, very excited I'm about I'm assuming him. you guys have reached out to him already because oh, yeah. he seems like a rollover easy guest. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. We nailed the lightning round. Oh, nice. yeah. It's so exciting to hear. <laughs> if he can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've reached out to him, hoping to get some time with him in the new year. So he was yeah. like the first person on our let's schedule 2020 list. So mm-hmm. He said on Twitter that he wants to do Total Muni with us again. Oh Does he know God. what he's getting into? Do you think that we should do this again? Because I was very reticent. This so. is great yeah. for me because I'm ready to do it again. I mean, I'm thinking every other year and Heather's like, no way. Um <laughs> We have this disagreement, not a disagreement, but I, I think just like a fundamental part of the stuff that we do together has to involve our personal suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, Heather doesn't. We don't see eye to eye on I'm it. not huge on personal suffering. It's crazy. Yeah. So you're not doing a 49 burger tour of San Francisco? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. But I think, I think if the director of Muni wants to do yeah. Total Muni, we kind of totally have to do it. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think he knows what he's getting no. into. And we, we, I don't know that he even wrote back because I wrote him like, <laughs> I'm like we started at 2.30 yeah. in the morning in Treasure Island. You ready for that? <laughs> yeah, he that tweeted at us. Yeah. and was like, can I join you for the next Total Muni? And we were both like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. And then he like stopped dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he thought it was like something more casual. Yeah, you know? it's not casual. It's not no. casual. <laughs> so my last question of the lightning round mm-hmm. is always, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. What is one thing you always squeeze into your busy day? Mm. 
It's not every day, but if I can, I always try to squeeze in baking some bread. Oh. I bake a lot of sourdough, and it is uh, good for my soul. So You have something in common with our new district attorney, Chase Bodine. Oh, yeah? I invited all of the district attorney candidates on the podcast to highlight a talent, and he brought fresh-baked sourdough bread and said, when your last name is Bodine in this city, you can't not <laughs> bake bread. <laughs> That's Fun a good point. Fact. Yeah, it's uh, good to know. We'll have to uh, do a little taste test. You should have him on Rollover Easy. Yeah, we'd like to. I mean, anyone that's kind of in that realm, uh, we want to have on. If you speak for a San Francisco department or lead us in any way, like mm-hmm. we want to get you in and figure out what your favorite bar is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you? Uh, one thing I try to do each day is uh, acknowledge and celebrate people that I either work with or interact with on a daily basis that I think are doing wonderful things. So just being mindful about saying like, hey, really appreciate what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a- you're officially the nicest person in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Except on Halloween when I dress up as a bad boy and I uh, (laughs) kick my feet on the desk and uh, wear a leather jacket. It's quite quite opposite. But for real, though, I I try to always uh, provide a little bit of positivity in the lives of others. Is he always like this? Yeah, uh, since I've known him. It's uh, it's core to the show. It's core to who he is. It's uh, what makes the whole thing tick. Wow. (laughs) Well, normally this is where I'd start plugging your show and plugging whatever we're doing and then say goodbye. But I think this is a great opportunity to actually turn the tables on Heather. And I think, I think we should lightning round her. (laughs) You did not tell me we were doing this. So um, yeah, it's better that way. So is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, Sounds fantastic. Will you, I do not think this. Will you read the first one? Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Heather, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. (laughs) Wonderful to have you in the studio. Excited to have you here. Uh, will you please share with the good people of San Francisco, what is the burrito that speaks to your heart <laughs> and soul? What's your spirit burrito? La Cornetta in Glen Park, my neighborhood. Nice. Excellent. Very mm-hmm. good one. What's a hill that you walk atop to ponder a tough decision? You've got a decision you need to make. What's a vista you go to to, to help reason that? Well, it's not really a hill, but one long ridge is um, in the canyon in Glen Park. So if have you been there? Great mm-hmm. oh, hiking yeah. trails mm-hmm. that go way up to the top. You can see Sutro Tower very well. It's gorgeous. Mm. I feel like you're getting off kind of easy. You're not getting interrogated here. What is your burrito <laughs> order? <laughs> yeah, what are your views on lettuce I, I wanted, and burrito? I wanted more suffering out of this segment. What, what, what's your feeling on lettuce on burritos, Heather? Anti. All right. Okay, fair. Okay, you got the next one, Luke. Okay, next one over here. Heather, <laughs> what is your favorite place at the end of a long day? You've gotten far too many emails to go and get a stiff drink. <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> um, I'm totally sticking to my neighborhood. This is what happens when you're a mom of little kids. But I love getting a glass of wine at La Petite Laurent. Mm, that's great. Fantastic. Uh, so imagine, imagine if you will, for a moment, you have an evening free, and the only thing that you have to do is watch a classic San Francisco movie. <laughs> what are you going to stream? What are you watching? I'm still on my sister act high because our total SF movie night was so awesome. And I love Whoopi Goldberg and all the songs. So I would gladly watch that anytime. And I would tweet at sister activism and we could just bond over it. <laughs> Ask her a follow-up. I'm getting the next question right uh, I got one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is one that I always love when people ask us. Who is your favorite person to interview? One person? Yeah, any person. Who's, who's the one that you are excited to step into the room with them and start asking them some questions? All of them. I love interrogating politicians. <laughs> Anytime somebody has done something bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is true. She gets super excited about it, and it's key <laughs> to uh, it's key to our dynamic. Because mm-hmm. I'm a coward, and I'm afraid to <laughs> I'm afraid of discomfort, and I'm afraid of like being around people and thinking they don't like me. Um, and Heather just like leans into that. I mean, just like goes right toward getting tough with people, which is I think made things pretty pretty good dynamic for yeah, us good cut bad cut yeah. definitely yeah. definitely on a daily basis what's something that you always fit in mm, to cough. a busy day <laughs> mm-hmm. to a busy day yes. definitely two cups of coffee in the morning mm. and um my boys still let me sing you are my sunshine to them when they go to bed so that's Aww, the way that's we wonderful. end our day <laughs> uh, important question follow-up question if i may uh, how do you make your coffee mm. just a little milk okay mm-hmm. yeah do you make it with a french press a chemex a credit card um, I usually do one at home with just a regular coffee maker, and then I buy one at work or on the way to work. Excellent. So that I can have it in the city hall press room. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah. What's yeah. the uh, go-to coffee shop of choice around right. the Chronicle office? Yeah. I don't usually work in the Chronicle office. I'm usually in City Hall. So there's the basement cafe where you can run into politicians, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe and Fee um, are our, our, we have a little coffee shop and uh, they make a good cup of coffee and we want to keep them there. So I just like, if there's food trucks out there, I just go and buy stuff I don't need just because <laughs> I, I don't want them to go anywhere. So that's generally where everybody goes. Um, contraband down the street. Mm-hmm. There's a contraband that, that is, I think when people want a little bit of a s- stiffer cup of coffee or to go have a work meeting to like plot an overthrow or some kind of newsroom coup, sure. I think that's a place that a lot of people go to. But uh, yeah, I got the last question for you. Oh, Heather. God. <laughs> uh, what's the last thing that uh, really pissed you off? <laughs> When you surprised me with this lightning <laughs> round. I love how much joy you've gotten out of this, though, Peter. Like, yeah, clearly, yeah. you've been plotting this for a yeah, while. I haven't. I actually just thought of it. It's, it worked out good. I could tell you how your wheels were turning, but I didn't know why. Hey, yeah. you, you wait. Heather's going to spring this on you sometime. Oh, yeah, she's going she's to get back at me within the day. Um, thank you so much. I got to tell you just what a joy it is to listen to your show. And... Um, I got to say, like, if I'm having a bad day, it's a good day. I I do the podcast about half the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll just even save the podcast for when I'm in a mood that needs to be lifted. I just love how you get naturally in an organic way, everyday San Franciscans in there talking comfortably and not, you know, because it's their business or not because they're trying to sell something, but just comfortably talking about how much they love the city. And it just lifts everybody up. Um, so that's two hours a week that lifts me up. And thank you, guys. Mm. Thank you. Such beautiful and kind words. Yeah. It's our joy. And yeah. Chris, I think you should start a greeting card line. <laughs> You're so All right. cheerful. All right, yeah. I think it would do well. All right. Yeah. I'm excited for the side business of yours. <laughs> You're going to be the first person to get one of these greeting cards. <laughs> yeah, it's such an honor to do our show and celebrate so many folks. So thanks for having us on yours to thanks for coming. continue totally. the conversation. Yeah, so. Sorry we don't have a helicopter. Huh? Yeah, we do not. We're, we're working on that. Chronicle. <laughs> Chronicle's making money now. Maybe we'll get a helicopter. Um, BFF.FM, become a bestie. I just became a bestie mm. like a month ago. It's $10 a month. I saw it for the first time on my credit card statement. And n- normally when I'm like paying for something like that, I'm thinking like, oh, man, like $10 a month, I'm locked in. And I'm like, no, it feels good to awesome. see it. Yeah. So, uh Lots of other shows on BFF.fm, and you guys are on Thursdays uh, starting at 7.30? Mm-hmm. That's correct. 7.30 a.m. 
taking San Francisco from under the covers till after coffee every Thursday morning, 7.30, a.m., only on BFF.FM, the only station mm, that knows the type of wine Mayor Breed loves. There you go. What type is it? Uh, you'll have to listen to the show to find yeah, out. find out this week. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to the Chronicle. Uh, our joy. Thank you. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Heather Knight and our guests, Luke Spray and Chris Bunting. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producers are King Kaufman and Tim O'Rourke, and our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community, and Bell Ringing is by eight-time cable car bell ringing champion Byron Cobb. Read all our total SF coverage and subscribe to The Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com slash totalsf. <laughs>